Good morning, everyone. I hope you can hear me. This is Sunday. It is the 25th, I believe, of April. This month is really going by. I'm going to do my prayer. Dear God, as I said before you to speak, I pray to you that my soul be looking. And if I should die before I finish, I pray that any outstanding sins will be forgiven. As you can see, we're yet trapped and we're just taking our time. I'm with my favorite daughter. <laughs> we're taking our time. We're headed to Texas, and it's such a wonderful, wonderful day. I'm so thankful to God. And uh, I just want to, I won't be on here a long time today. I don't think I'll take the whole hour, but I just want to let you know that all is well, and that anything that you want from God in your ways, please Him. And if it's His will, you can have it. And I want to just kind of uh, talk a little bit about uh, what I talked about Friday about are you gonna do a discussion later about the Shunammite woman and Elisha. Elisha and the lady uh, of course she had uh, the prophet would go through the through that town or through that city and she had seen him and so he would turn in and she said he seems to be a man of God that's what she said to her husband he seems to be a man of God so why don't we make him a chamber put him a bed in there put a lamp in there and put whatever he needs in there whenever he comes and goes he can stop through here and he'll have a place to stay and so evidently the husband agreed because agreed because they did make a place for the prophet and so they were so nice to the prophet that the prophet said you know what can I do? He told his servant Gehazi, or some say Gehazi, Gehazi, well, they asked him to ask the lady, have her to come and ask her what she wanted. And she said, all is well. And she was telling him, I don't need anything. Everything is well. Okay. So he told her through the prophet that. had a son. So the prophet, uh, well, one day when the son had grown up a little bit, the, uh, the mother sent him to the field to see his father. His father was out there with the reapers. And she sent him to the field. And when he got out there, then I don't know how long it took or anything. I don't have any details about that. But he got sick. And he said, my head, my head, his head was hurting him so bad. Good morning, good morning. His head was hurting him. So the father told one of the uh, servants or one of the workers, take him to his mother. The servant took him to his mother, went to his mother, and he laid on his mother's lap, and he died. So she took the baby, had the baby, laid him on the prophet's bed, and then she told them to send one of the young men and let him get the donkey, get the cart, get it out, and she saddled the donkey. And she needed to do to prepare. And so she told the young man, said, drive and go forward. Said, don't stop, don't do anything, don't worry about me. I'm fine unless I tell you to stop or slow down or turn or what because she said drive and go home. 
that's what she said. So don't do anything that I don't tell you to do. So they drove, 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 and they did get close where the prophet was. Then he looked and he saw, he said, that looks like the Shunammite has come. He sent his servant out there or his assistant to see what's going on. And she told him, she passed him up, went to the prophet, and the prophet said, how's, how's your husband, how's your child, how's everything going? She said, it's well. And then he said, when she when she went to approach the prophet, because she didn't tell the uh, Gehazi what was going on, she approached the prophet, then Gehazi tried to stop her from getting to the prophet, and he told him, leave her alone, something is wrong. And God hid it from me. He didn't tell me what's going on. And she still says, well, and then she said to him, he said, now, remember when you told me that I was going to have a child? Remember what I said to you? I said, don't lie to me. And so what she said, you know, I didn't ask you for this, and I asked you not to lie to me. Now, you brought the son and child that we have a son. Now he's dead. So, Elisha told the prophet, I mean, his helper, he said, take my staff, my stick, my rod, and go and touch him on the face. And so, as, uh, and he said, don't talk to anybody. If somebody asks you something, don't you just go straight there don't have any communications with anyone so he went there but in the meantime the Shunammite woman is telling the prophet Elisha I'm not leaving you here you have to go back with me I'm not going without you so Elisha had to go with her to see about her son now are you going to participate so my daughter has her point of view on it and it makes so much sense because we look at it like us what we were doing right what we were doing so she she brought some things to my attention so I have these things so do you think they can hear you for now? <laughs> you don't know, forget it you ain't in this well she ain't in this so anyway so what she was saying is that she what she sees is that this, the lady is saying, now look, kind of what I was saying just then, we were doing just fine. We didn't have a child, but we were doing just fine. It's already resolved. Yes. That we weren't going to have a child. We had our Right. Came in our first ball. We didn't even all that religion. We don't even do all this. I'm just going to say like 30 seconds more and then the 
she had the child and the child died and there was this sort of uh, a rage because you don't know what she was going through in the first place. First of all, we're going to be mad. First, I'm good. I'm fine. Don't mess with my, what do we say anyway? Don't mess with my money, my man, and the children. Don't mess with them. And so she decided that when she went there, and I'm fast forwarding, she went there to get him. She was not leaving without him. She got in that car. She put the baby on. She put it was symbolic. She put him on the prophet's bed for a reason, because that's where all the trouble started. Right there. And she went to get him. She told the servant, "Just drive." What I say? Don't blink. Don't turn. Don't nothing. Unless I tell you, blink or turn. You go straight. Go to him. And then when he got there. He sent the prophet out because he already knew. He sent the servant out. He already knew what type of woman, what type of family, what type of vibe it was when he left. So he sent the servant out to go see what was wrong. But she wouldn't even tell him, hey, what's wrong? Y'all okay? No, no, no. I'm, I'm good. Where your boss? Go, go, get your, go get your boss. And so she got him there to the boss and he knew it. He knew he felt it because... The Lord didn't tell him. He didn't give him a heads up. He felt it because he already knew what type of vibe they were working with, where he came from. He already knew her. That's why he said the servant out. Oh, say man, go see what Go see. Oh, here she goes. Is that LaCree? Oh, no. Hey, Eunice. <laughs> hey, Miss Eunice. What's wrong? No, no, we good. Where your boss? And when Eunice got up there, y'all giving her name Eunice. And when Eunice got up to, hey, Eunice, what's, what's going on? Oh, uh, listen, remember when you came? I told you we were good. I told you don't mess with me, don't fool me now. Well, now, you gave us, this child came, and now the child is dead, and I need you to come on and come handle it. I'll be on a little, uh -uh. oh, no, 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 no. You coming with me. We going together. And I firmly believe that if he had not, if, if that child had not come back to life, he would have been dead too. Either they were both walking out of the room or nobody was walking out of that room. That's what I believe. Can I say that? Yes. That's, that's what I firmly believe. I believe that she went there because one of the things she told him was, was proven. Okay, so we were good. We told you we were fine. And you came in talking all this big noise. And now we have this child. And we don't. Because if you want to get technical, you told us that we were going to have a child. I told you don't lie to me. My child is dead, so technically I have no child. So you lied to me. You broke my rule. So you come on and prove this. And I really believe that if we had not, that's what, this is my thing. Had he not brought it back to life, brought that child back. Had God not brought that child back, she was going to kill him that day. If God would have allowed her to kill him. You can say that. I believe <laughs> she was going to kill him. He was going to be dead that day on that same bed. She intended to. She intended to. That's why she put him on the bed. She could have easily put him on her bed. She could have taken him to the local synagogue, wherever. She could have taken him to the doctor. 
but she did it. And so, and and, he, and one more thing I'll say, and then I'll give up on it. Give up back. I think that because if you notice in the scripture, he was boring. He didn't go in and immediately get up, child. What about saying? The child jumped up. What's going on, guys? It wasn't that. He had to work for it. And so I believe, and I think I'm saying this yesterday, you know, how we say, you stay ready to keep it getting ready. Well, I believe it wasn't in that place. We all have stories and all have things going on. And just because you wear the crown and the mantle does not mean trouble just goes around you magically. And I believe that there was something that he was warring with. There was something that he was battling with. And maybe he wasn't coming out on top. And I believe that there was a test for her. But it was a bigger test for him. I do. I really believe. Because he went upstairs and downstairs twice. That's right. He went upstairs. around. That's right. He had to work for it. I believe he did some shucking and jiving. Or maybe he has just had something that even rocked his faith. Maybe something happened in his life and it made him question and doubt and kind of um, back up, kinda, what do you call, um, retreat from his practice. Because maybe he, he really wasn't praying know. like he was. We don't know. We really don't. They didn't delve into his, in, in the, you know, in what we, in our text, they didn't really dive into his story. So maybe he lost a child. Maybe he lost somebody he loved and it made the question. And he wasn't as strong as Fergie. And so when he got there, he had to work for it. And he knew he had to work for it. He knew he had to work for it. First off, he was like, oh, okay, whew, it's a little bit, but if I don't do something better than this, I'm out of here, Jack. <laughs> so that's my thing. It is a possibility. That's what I heard. Don't know, and many times when we read, when we read the Bible, so many people read it like a storybook. Once upon a time in a land far, far away, but the Bible is written so that it can be applicable to our everyday lives. To our everyday lives, we're supposed to read those, read the Bible, and see ourselves in those characters and what they go through. You learn from other people's mistakes and triumphs. That's what the Bible really is. It's not this esoteric, mysterious, you know, super sensitive, ultra coded book. And that's why God came down in human form because He lived as a human being and He experienced the things that we experienced, so we would know that He knew what's going on, knows what's going on down here, and that He came down as an everyday person, just like us. And then another thing I was thinking about when we we read the Bible and we are afraid to deviate from what is saying right there and so some people are afraid to think outside of what's going on or to say well this could be possible this could be possible because like you were saying favorite daughter <laughs> we don't know <laughs> we just don't know but he did have to work for it and she like like she, I call her Lynn everybody like she said that he why he didn't intend to go back. He sent his servant and told him, You go do this. And she said, like Lance said, uh-uh, you are coming. 
you coming back, you gonna fix this thing. And when he got back, it took, took him some time. And we don't know whether it took hours or what, but we know he went downstairs pacing back and forth. And you know he was praying to God, and Lord, help me fix this. And God heard him and did it eventually. Think about all of those. This is Kate Online. Think about all the times that we have evangelists and revivalists and people come through our town and stop at our church and touch your head and touch your heart. You know, throw out all these one-liners and these quick, fancy phrases and dance a little bit and you think they're the greatest thing in the world and they live in paycheck to paycheck or, or pulpit to pulpit. Yeah. You know, because they have real life stuff going on and a whole bunch of them. And I hope this is not a news flash or a spoiler alert. A whole bunch of those people ain't even worth a quarter. And so they come through and they and people read you before they read the Bible. And so they're trusting the man. They trust the man. And then you deliver something like that because just because a lot of them ain't living the worth the quarter don't mean that a lot of them don't have a connection. Right. Right, and so you, they use that connection and put these things in these people's lives, and then go on and be gone, poof, gone in the wind, gone with the wind, and they don't. They, again, they have no intention of coming back, like you said. She was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> I got you, I got you." And so it could have been that too. Think about current situations right now, today, in 2021. How many people are out there claiming and professing and not living? You know up to the claim or the profession and, and she's not saying he wasn't living up that's not what she's saying uh, you don't have to qualify i'm saying what i said it's the truth i'm not saying that but i'm telling you to look at it in that perspective and it's just going to just going to um to um, reiterate my statement on how the Bible is not some book full of mysteries and far away wide away stories yes it was written and it was amassed long time ago but it's timeless right so that means whatever they were doing now is applicable now because it's the same thing because we're all human right it's the beauty of it Thank you, Thank you, Don. Thank you, Don. Surely do appreciate it. It took me some time to get her to talk. But when she started talking, I knew I she talked. <laughs> but it's so true. It is so true. And so it, it's it's one we don't know. Like, that's a thing. It's possible. That's what she was thinking because they were doing fine. And if you if you would read that and you would remember those who have read it, the husband, when the child got sick, and we don't know what the husband, whether he agreed to it or he just went ahead and let her have her way when the prophet said that, because he was old. And so when the and we don't know what kind of discussion they had about the child or having the child or whatever, because when the prophet said you're gonna have the child, it was a done deal. Right. And so then when the child got older and he went out there to see his dad, then when the child got sick, the dad said, Take him to his mother. Sure did. Take him to his mother. And they took him to his mother. He laid there a little while and die now just think about yourself think about myself if somebody come missing in my life 
oh, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And then it comes up and then a few years later, a few weeks later or something, everything just turns into a big devastation for us. Now you said, I didn't ask you, you came to me and said, oh, we, that makes me think. Have you, oh my goodness, I said I was going to be on your mind. I'm not. But in relationships, you can be minding your own business. And then someone contacts you or comes into your life. You finally, you're inhibited. Uh, you are thinking, ah, I'm doing just fine. I'm, everything is going well with me. And then they keep talking and talking. And finally, you give in to them. And then they turn out to be scoundrels, scoundrels, <laughs> as I said. And then you think, I was doing just fine. Why didn't you just leave me alone? Yes. And I've been in situations like that. And I, yeah, I said situations, minding my own business. And then here comes somebody coming into my life after a while, after I finally let them into my life. And then they come in and then they wish wash you haphazard and all that kind of stuff. Why did you just stay out there where you were? Just leave me alone. Delicate cold <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And then that makes you think different things. Just think about it, how people end up in the grave or in the urn, in ashes, messing with people's lives, people minding their own business, standing out, staying out of their own self-way, and then somebody comes along and just turns something topsy-turvy. Am I saying that right? So we have to really be careful, just like this situation. She told him she told Elisha, and I think I said Elijah sometimes on Friday night, but she told Elisha, a man of God, don't lie to me. She told him. And then when she got to him to get him to come back and see about her son, she told him again that I told you in the beginning, don't lie to me. Now my son is dead. Now, if she had not had the son, she wouldn't have been going through this. If he had not said this and prophesied this to her and the son came in, she would have been doing just fine. She wouldn't be going through this grief and everything because we know how it is with our children, our families and everything. When, when God allows their transition, they leave us, that's devastation. And a child, you nurse this child, nourish this child, taught this child, you cherished the child, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he is gone. Why didn't you just leave it alone? We just wanted you to come in and have your place to stay. We didn't ask you for anything. You summoned me and then told me that I'm going to have a child. And now this happens? Come on, brother. You know, quite, so we know that nothing really ha nothing happens if God doesn't already have it. Right, so right. Think about it. I'm going to put one more possibility in your mind. Get up with a possibility. Put a possibility. I'm going to put a possibility out there. Oh, yeah. 
So think about this. Quite possibly she was gonna get pregnant. Oh, we couldn't say pregnant when they said yes, they have a baby. Quite possibly she because she was gonna have a baby anyway. But because this man came and inserted himself, they helped him. They did, you know, give him a place to stay. But because he inserted himself, he could have said, when they said, no, I'm good, he was like, well, what can I do for you? He could have took him to, to Waffle House. Because he had Just found the meal. But he told the folk they're going to have a child. Now, she may have been going to have a child anyway, but now she has a point of focus for her grief. Think about humans, we need somebody to blame for the things that go on. Because the first thing we want to do is blame somebody else. It takes us a minute. That's all down in the several steps of dealing with grief to when you start to look inside at yourself. So she has a, a, a point, you know, a focus for her grief. This, I guess if, I, if we can do the silver lining, the silver lining really is for both of them. It was a, te- a challenge of, and a test of their faith. Because this chef take a trip to go find this man. Right. He wasn't across the street. Right. So she actually had to work for it too. She had to put some things into place and into action to get the proof that God is God. Right? That he can do all things and take those impossible situations and turn them out so that they work out for your good. So they both had a test and a challenge of faith. They both had to do something to get something. Right. So if you're looking for the lesson and the silver lining, that could possibly be one. That even when it's all calamity, even when it's all turmoil, even when it's all a horrible episode of Real Housewives, because that's what this is. That was the Real Housewives. And her husband didn't want to be on camera. That's why he said, take him to his mom. <laughs> Even the worst of these episodes, he ends up with a happy ending. But they had to work for it to get it to work out in their family. And remember, he he said he asked her, "Where will you find him?" Said it's not the new moon. It's not time for him to come back through here. So how do you how do you know you'll find him? She said, "That's okay. Let's just go I'll find him." And she found him. She had to work for it. Yes. You didn't have Twitter, Instagram. Oh, it could have been Instagram. <laughs> but I'm fine. The Spirit of the Lord guided her to the right? And then God didn't let him know she was coming. <laughs> Those blockers off, put the music on. So they both went through some things, some terrible, terrible things. Yes. But it was a way for God to prove himself again. Right. Right. And she needed it. See, we've been trying to find out the about this tribe, the Shunammites. We can't find anything. Every time we look for something, and I'm going to have to dig deeper and go deep into the to the light web. I'm not gonna say the well, not that way. I'm gonna say the light web. Okay, and find out about the Shunammite people. Because we don't know whether they were heathens. Or what we call heathens didn't believe in God. We don't know what. But she did say, I believe this is a man of God. But it says nothing about them believing in God. But they set up a place for him because she believed and her husband let her do it. They said she was a great woman. Their husband let her do it. So we don't know, but I am going to try to find out about, about the Shunammite people. 
because we don't know what kind of uh, what is it uh, beliefs they had if they had any we don't know what uh, kind of community it was we don't know anything about that and so I am going to dig and dig and try to find it and so anyway you think I have wrapped it up pretty good I think we've done well I am so happy to have my favorite daughter here with me today where are we yes yeah we've stopped and rested a, a bit you know we're just like I said before we're taking our time by the grace of God and just moving on and so okay everybody good morning good morning this is Greater Gospel Temple and Inspiration of God ministry right here on the world wide web we love you enjoy your day our night oh. <laughs>